Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Desert Island Punks podcast. I'm Jake, I play in punk rock band Jake and the Jellyfish and this is a podcast I started to interview friends of mine and people I admire in the punk rock scene. I asked them which five albums, book and luxury item they would take to a desert island and how those choices have influenced who they are today. This week we have guitarist and all-around good dude Ryan Donovan of Red City Radio on the show. We did this on the last day of a three-day run of shows our band did together and we recorded it in the van with the windows down because it was so hot. Uh, so you get to hear all the goings-on of South London in the background. Um, just like the rest of Red City, Ryan is a super, super nice guy, and it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with him and chat albums and chucks. Subscribe if you enjoy. So here we are. So what, welcome. What is the podcast called? Desert Island Punks. Desert Island Punks. Yeah, so uh, welcome, Ryan. How are you doing? Here we are, stranded. How is, uh, how is uh, everything in life, Ryan? Everything's great right now. Tour's growing great. We, uh, last night, with you guys, cheers. Oh, we, did, we weren't there last night, were we? No, I'm saying tonight's the last night. Ah, tonight's the last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, London. New cross in. But it's going good. It's, uh, it's a short tour, three-week tour. Sometimes, For you it's short. For yeah. Else, that sounds long, man. Yeah, sometimes, well, sometimes we'll tack on, like, a fourth week. Um, but this is kind of perfect, and we're about ready to, like, get home. You know, yeah, we've, yeah. Got a, we've got a long fall couple dates in the summer uh, and so yeah we're just kind of we're stoked it was, it, was, it, was, it was a good good summer kickoff yeah it sounds like most of the shows have been really good as well yeah Manchester last night was mental right <laughs> mental <laughs> um, it was last night was fucking cool um, and we, we hadn't I didn't realize we hadn't played Manchester in four years that's a long time and we've yeah, been to the UK You're just right. about every every year so I don't know how we haven't played Manchester for four so years. Did, did you come? You came last year, and we played a couple of shows with you guys last year. Yeah, we did Newcastle, we did Leeds, we did uh, we've done Bristol, Birmingham, Brighton. Yeah, yeah. So well, then was, was the year before that with Anti Flag? Is that right? Did you come yeah, out that? yeah, but that didn't go to Newcastle. I don't think. No, okay. I don't remember. It's a lot of information to retain and try and process. <laughs> <laughs> so is this like are you now breaking for the summer sort of thing? Like. Yeah, yeah. So we're chilling for the summer. We have um, four shows of Hot Water Music. We're doing two nights with them in Austin. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah it's cool. And then we're gonna do two nights with them in Denver, all in all in a row. So it's like yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Austin. Friday, Saturday, Denver, Colorado. I'm so jealous. Like I'll be at those shows. Yeah, They're like one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Um, and we're excited to come back here with them. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's like that's a really. I'll sweet... make sure to put this out after that's been. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It actually announces. Yeah, it announces next week. I think. Oh, okay, sweet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that'll be cool, and we're stoked. That's like a sweet little cherry on the on the UK edition of Red Sea Radio touring here this year. Yeah, yeah. I think we've only come here supporting Anti-Flag once. Everything else has just been headline shows. So. Yeah, I think sometimes it's nice to like kind of switch up a bit, isn't it? It's like yeah. when you don't when you don't have to be the one that's like responsible for doing, you know, the like draw. bringing yeah bringing yeah. people to the crowd. Sometimes it can just be like it'd be nice just to like yeah sit there comfortably and know that you're doing your bit and that's good enough. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, cool. So that's about where we're at right now. We got a show in Belgium tomorrow night, and then uh, then you're home. Yeah, we're home. Sick. We got a night off. We've learned our plan for my uh, my mate tomorrow. Jason. Really? Yeah, he's a fucking good dude. Okay, like, is he like a solo or is he with the band? No, he's a, he's a promoter. Oh, oh, okay, cool. He's like heart of gold sort of person. Awesome. He'll like proper look after you. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We've um we have learned our lesson though, and we've tried to do like the fly in and have a show that night and then play a show and fly home the next day and we're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> so we have a night off on Sunday to kind of get halfway from Belgium. Well, we're going to get to Frankfurt, post up in a hostel. Yeah. Go out, have a proper dinner, 
drink, post-tour camaraderie. Um, yeah, suit up. Yeah, the break of the bread together and then fly home. Yeah, cool. And then you guys, you guys from Oklahoma, is that right? Well, the band, the, yeah, the band's from Oklahoma. I'm from San Diego. Yeah. Uh, Derek, the new bass player, is from Los Angeles. So it's like... So is he, is he the new guy or is he, is he coming uh, in? Or? Unofficially, officially, yeah, I think I can say that. Uh, he's he's, he's going to be our new permanent member. He's a really lovely man. Yeah, he's a, he's a sweetheart and he's super talented. Um, he's... He's really easy to get along with on the road, and I think that's one of the biggest um, variables with touring bands and members too. Yeah. You know, uh, and so it all just it meshes and jives. This is our first tour we've done with him. Yeah, we did a couple shows with him in April, um, and that was cool. But it, you can't really get a gauge on the relationship and the ups and downs and the whole flow. And so this tour really was like, yep, okay, you're well, our so guy. I think three weeks is a good time for that as well, isn't it? Because it's like yeah. you really get to know somebody in that period of time. Like, well, and the thing with with touring is it's like it's it's a very unorthodox relationship right yeah, yeah, yeah. where like you know you have a girlfriend that you maybe live with or a wife and kids that you obviously live with um you still separate for six to eight hours during yeah, your day yeah, yeah. and then you come back after your job and your work and you do dinner or whatever but like in a touring band you're with each other 24 hours a day so <laughs> if you want some time to yourself go for a walk down the fucking street you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you really have to get on with everyone, otherwise it's like... Yeah, Because even just, when you do, like, things great on you, regardless if, if you love somebody or not. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you need to... It needs to be that right balance, I suppose. Yeah, it's it? all part of the gig, man. You know, you could be the shreddiest musician in the world, but if you can't get along with people and the dudes you're in a band with, why... Get the fuck out of here. You know what I <laughs> mean? Go home. Shred in your house. I feel like and that could your, be like put, a... Put your videos on YouTube, and then, you know, that's cool. But like, like a sort of anti, like like a motivational quote. Sure. <laughs> Man, it, but it's, it's real. It's just, it's literally part of it. You yeah, know, yeah, like, totally. being in a band is so much more than just being a musician. And When you think about like, the amount of time spent, like, you know, percentage-wise, that you're actually on stage compared to what, you know, the rest of the time you're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's minimal what you're doing on stage compared... Especially if you play, like, a festival. Like, you know, we've traveled, like, 19 hours to play in half an hour set. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like... The rest of the time is spent hanging out in the van or whatever. Yeah, you're in it. I like your uh, no idea tattoo. Oh, geez, man. Did did that... you, is that a no idea specific or did you get that at Fest? I got it at Fest. Yeah, because I know they do the flash sheets and check out mine. Oh, sick. So this is uh, Fest 10, as you can see by the 10 yeah, yeah. in the top hat. Um, I got this tattoo to my buddy uh, Ryan Weber's house. Right, yeah. Um, and the dude tattooed me, I forget the guy's name. But it was in the kitchen in the morning. We were hungover, and I was standing up with my arm like this on the counter, and he was behind me standing up, like hunched over, <laughs> tattooing me. And I was like, "This is the worst idea ever. This is gonna be the shittiest tattoo." It came uh, out really fucking. It well. came out. <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty par for a, a solid tattoo in a yeah, shop. I mean, so yeah, that's well good, man. I don't know. I whoever... mean, like in reality, like so, like for anybody listening, like. Your other tattoo on your, your forearm is right. like, or the your. Well, is that the forearm? Yeah, it's forearm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in terms of fading, it's about exactly the same sort of like. Yeah, the fading is whatever. I'm just more impressed by the line work and yeah, like because yeah. the dude was literally standing up and he had a cig, like smoking a cigarette too. It was like hanging Hygiene. off. It was like hanging <laughs> off his lip while he's tattooing me. So I don't know who that guy is, but good job, man. That's a that's a cool tattoo. Um, I suppose we should go with it then. So, yeah, sorry. Um, we're we're so, just, this podcast is. Got a 30 minute maximum for the listeners. Will. We, it's uh, an hour. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, then about this tattoo, I've got this <laughs> one on my foot and this one on my. 
Um, yeah, so you, you know the rough concept, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, Sending you away? Stranded on an island. That's the one. A deserted island. Mm -hmm. only, am I the only human being? You're the only human being. There may be, there may be like wildlife. So there's wildlife. If, if you want to kill them and eat them, you can. No, I can't say that. We will lose all of our vegan followers. I mean, well, yeah. I would but... never hunt. <laughs> no. Um, okay, cool. Deserted Island, five records. Five records, one, one book. One book, one luxury item. Yeah, that's the one. Do you figure we go backwards and do like the luxury item book and then the five records and some more of those? If you want to do that, that's fine. We've been do previous ones we've done, we've done the first five albums first. And All then, right. And then we've done that. But you can do it however you like. Well, you know, I'm not trying to break the mold here, so we, we can do the records. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I did think about this for a while, and I think this is a very literal, like, putting my, like, I feel... There are people who are have done or are going to do this podcast that are just going to list their five favorite records, yeah. right? And for anyone who like loves music, that's damn near impossible. Maybe not, but yeah, like, yeah. The, how do you just pick five, right? There's yeah, just, yeah, just it's like, not gonna happen. okay. <laughs> so I feel like I have to preface this because, like, again, I was thinking about this in terms of like, man, if I'm on an island, I don't know that I want to listen to my five favorite records. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Because. You're going to have so many emotional ups and downs of moods and moments mm -hmm. that I was thinking that I would place these in like a record per kind of like genre and mood that like okay. vibe I would be in. You yeah. know what I mean? You might not want to be in like punk all the time or like yeah, exactly. super, super chill all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Green Day Dookie. Okay. Right? And I feel like sometimes in scenarios like this that can be like a very generic like yeah. answer Maybe. but also like it's very like authentic in my own like experience like that record okay so for pop punk cause it's one of those eras of pop punk where it's like man I grew up skateboarding all around town yeah, to Dookie yeah. right Dookie was the very first tape I ever had when I was 10 years old um, and tape as well man Take yeah yeah that. yeah so I had the tape and my next door neighbor growing up, his name's Travis, Travis mm -hmm. Hartley. Um, we would, we kind of grew up in the, like a rural part, rural part of the town, not like in a suburb or anything. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. we had to kind of venture like half a mile or a mile to get to any kind of city stuff or like yeah, a yeah. shopping mall or whatever. And I remember always having that in my Walkman and we skate around because when you're skating, you're like, you know, 10 feet away from each other, however you're at your own pace or now just yeah. like, you can't really talk. You're just like the skate, the wheels are so loud. And so that was a tape that I had blasting all the time. And then that was also one of the first CDs I ever got. Um, so you kind of, so, you re-bought it when, when... Well, yeah, yes. I bought that. I also bought Offspring Smash. Um, and that it's got... Like two hand in hand. Sort of well, record. yeah. And that, and that record got taken away from me like three times by my mom. Um, and so by like... I guess default, but like I was all she was like, Yeah, this you can listen to this one, you can't listen to these ones. You know, it was like yeah. I had like Nirvana Nevermind, Offspring Smash, all these records that had like a like a lot of explicit lyrics in it. It's quite interesting because like what so Dookie came out about the same time as Nirvana was hitting big. Sure. It? Yeah, so yeah. it's like which is and everyone was going getting into grunge, so in a way like as much as it's like pop punk like you know like so well and I think also is like I grew up in San Diego so yeah, yeah so. my demographic and music that was filtered to us through the radio was very specific to that you know what I mean um, but yeah Green Day Dookie was just it's, it's a huge staple in my life and it like initially started it's the, it's the initial 
shape shifting yeah. record to like my identity as like a little human being who's like barely understanding the world around him. Just yeah. knowing that like I can go skateboard around town with my mate and then I just said mate. I don't ever say mate. I think that might just be like <laughs> a week of being in the UK. Yeah. Right? And that yeah, just like everyone's third word. <laughs> that just naturally came out of me yeah, and as I said cool, it man. it felt as one e of us. <laughs> it felt yeah it felt as equally unnatural and I was like, wait, who is this guy? Um but yeah, no, that, that the Doogie is fucking cool. It was. Um, um, I actually listened because uh, so you sent sent me a list, uh, and I try and like look at the albums that I do know, and then like look at the ones I don't know. And like what I found was like really interesting, like looking back, is that like I mean, his vocals are so distinctive, mm -hmm. and like you know, but in terms of like that album, in terms of like a punk rock record, if you look at some of the alternatives, if you look at like Bad Religion, whatever, like they're pretty formulaic when it comes to like structure. Sure. Whereas like that album isn't at all. Like yeah. you know, that'll be like a song that like the drums are such a major part of. You know, like and it's quite interestingly done. It's not just a straightforward punk rock record. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I love it. And um, when I come around was like my favorite tune on it. Mm. Um, it's funny because in Red City now we're doing a cover on this tour yeah, of yeah. Welcome to Paradise, and then we've also done a cover of Pulling Teeth, which we've actually recorded and put on a seven inch. Cool. With uh, in the meantime, but only in the in Europe, yeah, uh, with Gunner. Um, so maybe that's a thing we'll re-release in the U.S. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that record I just love it. It just brings back a lot of nostalgia memory for me um, from the youth, you know. And cool. it was cool. But a little side story from that is that was one of my other favorite records during that was Offspring Smash, and my mom took that record from me like three times. And <laughs> when you're like 10 years old, 11 years old, like the most power you have in your like dumb little brain is like sh and shutting your bedroom door yeah yeah. like yeah. this is my space and you can't come in here i shut my door um but i remember listening to that record in my room and the, you know the whole epic you stupid dumb shit goddamn motherfucker yeah, yeah, and i remember yeah. like like first hearing that I'm like whoa that's a shock to like a 10 year old yeah who's course, like yeah. you know not exposed to a whole lot of explicit content at my age but like Something about just singing that, sing along with it, like screaming out loud, felt like so independent and like, you know, and then like immediately after having the bedroom door flown open <laughs> and your mom like, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> Grabbing this CD and like breaking it in front of you. It's like one um, of those uh, Twisted Sister videos. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. My mom was like, dude, what my, what, what is my kid getting into here, you know? <laughs> Same thing with Nevermind. Rape me. She's like, like it blew her mind, right? Yeah. Uh, but so anyways, yeah, Green Day Dookie, that's like a staple pop punk record. And again, that's one of those ones where it's like, I grew up in Southern California, so like I'm thinking of Enema of the State, uh, Jimmy World, uh, Bleed America is a huge one for me. Yeah, like yeah. all these pop punk records. But if I'm on an island and I want my pop punk fix, Green Day Dookie's doing yeah. it for me. If you were going to save a song, you only have one of the song off that album. When I come around, yeah, yeah, that was my cut. I remember like, cause I remember having the tape, and like I didn't have one of those tape players that like, and I didn't realize this until I got a disc man where you could like, f like skip tracks. Yeah, but like on the tape, you have to listen to the whole thing all the way But on the tape, there were like more like advanced tape players that you could fast forward through the song and it would yeah. stop on its own. But I didn't have one of those. And so I remember like a couple times trying to like fast forward to that song. Like, oh, we're gonna go skate back from like. Costco, we go like me and we skate to Costco and get like these like hot dogs and like drinks for like a dollar 
53 cents or something and yeah. skate around this old movie theater. And then I would always like want to have that song as my first song skating home. <laughs> Um, yeah, which is other times a lot of effort, man. Like, yeah, you're like, like oh, now it's easy. Like, yeah. You just go on Spotify and you put it on, you skate home. Whereas, like, yeah. then like, you have to really work. <laughs> yeah, and I love the record, so I'll listen to it all the way through. But. Cool. All right, let's, let's move on. So, um, number two. Okay, so number two, if I'm on a desert island, I'm going to have some moods I know where I'm just going to want to sit on the beach. I'm probably going to like be bummed that I'm like stuck on this fucking island forever and I'm yeah. maybe never going to see another human being in my life. But I'm going to want some island vibes. I want some like cool flow. Uh, and I'm a big fan of the Buena Vista Social Club. Yeah, cool. Um, particularly live at Carnegie Hall. Uh, and so that performance I listened to, I don't know, probably every couple weeks. Um, my backyard is kind of set up where we have a nice little like view perspective of a little horizon um, and a nice little drop off and I like to just put that record on and play it and just sit in the backyard, do a little gardening, do a little this and that uh, and you know it's it's just really cool. It's, it's It, it fits it's that really vibe like, for me. It's like that perfect. So like it's like background listening but not like two background. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. there's still so many interesting things going on because yeah like I never heard of them before so I like I, I looked into it and like it just, it was my soundtrack for like an entire evening. You know, like I was just like getting on with work and stuff. And it was like right. perfect, that sort of music on the background to give you like, make you feel productive and make you feel good about yourself, but not too intrusive. Right. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Also, you have a lot of Spanish influences, clearly. Well, and I think that's by um, just being born and raised in San Diego. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, we are, I live literally, hopefully this car doesn't hit us. Um, she'll be bummed. That's a nice BMW. This is a yeah. shitty Sprinter van. You know, it's not even a Sprinter. Oh, whatever. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a Ford. <laughs> Good luck with your BMW, lady. Um, no, I live in San Diego, so my my house literally is. There I go again. Literally, it literally. Um, no, my house is literally uh, like an hour from the Tijuana border, San Ysidro border. Yeah. And so we have. Um, loads of Spanish-speaking humans all around us. Um, and it's yeah. kind of like the second language, you know, you especially like, in Southern of, California. It's one of those things, I suppose, if it's like around your time, it's always going to have an influence on your life. Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, Southern California, San Diego, Los Angeles is a melting pot mm -hmm. of a whole world of transplants. Yeah. But Spanish is definitely like the secondary language in San Diego, for cool. sure. I mean, I've, um, never, I've never been. I'd love to go. Man, hey, I've got a bedroom. Nice bed, not a not a punk house with a floor to sleep on. You you come to San Diego, you can stay at my house anytime. No, I'll probably sleep on the floor still. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Just That's to, what I'm used to, man. To feel most comfortable. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so my girlfriend and I, and prior to my girlfriend, we've been dating for a few years now. But after long tours, because we're so close to the border, mm. um, I'd come home and go down to Rosarito, a little farther south in yeah. uh, La Fonda, south of Puerto Nuevo. Mm -hmm. And um, just kind of sit on the beach for a few days, unwind from tour, yeah. you know, turn the cell phone off. Well, I'll have my cell phone, but it'll, I'll like download some music and tunes, and one of us, Social Club, is always on that. Yeah. Um, and just sit on the beach, you know. Something you could re-listen to all the time and not get sick of it. Yeah, have some tacos, have some margaritas or tequila, and just kind of unwind from, I think you it's know. really important to do that as well. Like, I didn't really realize it when we were starting off. Like, when Jellyfish was starting off, I kind of just was always on it. And now when I get back from a tour or something, I just, I just, like, 
I don't even think about like the punk scene or like you know like like booking shows or something. I just like just be myself right. for like a day. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. like just sit down and just kind of like read a book or like read some comics or something and just not think about anything else. Like I mean, so I think like having those sort of records where it's like it's not embedded in necessarily how it's influenced you in your music. It's just something that's just something you like. It's quite important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's that's kind of spot on, you know, um, and it's it's just one of those things where you just. I'm trying to think of how I want to process that thought. Of yeah, what I'm trying to say, but it, it it is it is one of those realities where you're just like, okay, I need to shut off. Well, not shut off, but like I I have a lot of responsibilities now that I'm back home. Yeah. But I have a lot of emotional responsibilities now that I'm back home. You always have those. But, you know, your friends and family around you understand that you're, like, in Germany or in UK. Yeah, yeah, And there's, yeah. like, a nine to ten hour time difference. And, hey, I'm just checking in. Love you. Miss you. Hope all's well. Cool. Bye. And then follow up with a text message yeah. the next week or a call. And it's, it's, it is two different kind of worlds to balance back into, like, your day job. Yeah. And, like, now, okay, cool. I can, like, holler at, like, my friends at home um, and go out and grab drinks, like, every other night or two after work. Or, yeah, yeah take my girlfriend out to dinner and you know things like that and it's just like a different kind of shift and so we able to go down to Mexico and unwind and do all that it's crazy you really can, you can just go into Mexico <laughs> yeah that and the, yeah the, it is crazy um it is it's about like a four to five hour process getting back sitting in traffic across the border yeah yeah and I always like Ugh, I don't want to sit in that but you know it's, it's nice to have that that close it's worth the ways yeah, it's it's beautiful. You ever come to San Diego? I'll take you down to Mexico. Yeah, do. <laughs> I'm planning my trip already. <laughs> I've actually taken I've taken Dallas down there twice. Yeah. Um, and Garrett came for the first time in April. We did a festival. We did a Sabroso Taco Fest in Orange County. That sounds fucking And then awesome. after, hey, there goes a Cali Massey T-shirt. Brilliant. Love those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we I took him down, and Garrett was like, "Yep, definitely coming back. Love it, love it." Because yeah, you literally. It's not a third world, like it's like it's just like no, anywhere else, but like all of this bullshit, all this noise you see out here just doesn't exist there. It's yeah. like you're on the beach. Well I mean, Rosarito <laughs> Rosarito, like the coast of Baja specifically, you know, not all of Mexico's on the beach, but the Baja coastline is just very peaceful, very just like removed from all of this and that all the noise and that's what that's what's incredible a great place post tour yeah exactly so Buena Vista Social Club on the beach looking at the ocean sun in your face tequila tacos yeah, it's perfect sounds amazing um, if you I don't know if it's as important with this album but if you had a song you were going to keep do you know like which one yeah I don't I don't know I, I don't know that I can narrow that one down okay you know like do. they have their hit Chan Chan but it's all just kind of like the same. It's, it's like a vibe. You yeah, know? yeah, I don't know that I can. It's now me listen to all the way, like yeah, all the way through. Yeah, I couldn't that. single a song out of that. It's, it's hard. I think narrowing down, uh, narrowing down albums is hard enough. The many yeah. songs is pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. So we're um, on to three, I suppose. Okay, to shift gears, the rock and roll fix, Thin Lizzy. Of course. Um, so you're not allowed. You're not allowed greatest hits. Yeah, you told me that, which is bullshit. Because, you know, technically bands put out a Greatest Hits record, so I should be able to pick that. But, you know, we'll go with Live and Dangerous. That fucking album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, 
they have so many cool songs, but like they're one of those bands that all those like hits are sprinkled throughout records. Yeah. They yeah. don't have like that one record that's just like loaded with like six hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I guess no band really does, but. Um, I mean, they do pretty well in it. Like, yeah, and man, I don't understand how Thin Lizzy wasn't more like famous than a lot of the bands in their genre and era. And by like, I know that I know that they're pretty famous and they achieved a pretty heightened level of success, but they're always that kind of like underground, underground like hero, yeah, hero. Yeah, they were you know what I mean? When you have, and there's all these other great bands that were really great and deserved it, ACDC, Rolling Stones, um, bands like that, Guns N' Roses, etc. But like Thin Lizzy is just so freaking cool, man. I mean, like, they saw what they had, like, I don't know, they had, the amount of guitarists they had is like a whole different Wikipedia page. Yeah, but yeah. Like, they but they, they always, incredible. They always <laughs> ripped, yeah. Um, yeah, like, Emerald is like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. one of the first songs I learned on guitar. Well, like not really, like one of the first like solos I learned on guitar. Yeah, yeah, those guitar riffs are so cool. Dancing in the Moonlight is like one of my favorite songs, um, which is pretty cool because we've with Red City we've like a couple years ago bantered around like let's do a seven inch cover of songs, you know? Yeah, you should do it. Everyone pick a cover song and let's do it. And I was like, yep, Thin Lizzy, Dancing Moonlight, let's do that song. The best is when people do covers that you're not expecting and people wouldn't expect. Yeah. Like, well, they, they might actually do with you guys, but like, you know, because you, you've got your influences very much on your sleeve, I think, in Red City. Right. Like, we, um, we are going to do a really cool cover. I don't know that we're going to record it, but we're going to do a cool cover um, in the fall for a performance cool. um, value that I don't think anyone would ever expect. I'll tell you that once this microphone cuts off. Yeah, that is. Um, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think it'll be really cool. The, the Thin Lizzy Dancing Moonlight cover, though, we did last year live from the rock room of the Smoking Popes. Cool. And the Smoking Popes cover Dancing in Moonlight, and they had Garrett on stage to sing it. Sick. And it was really fucking cool. And I was like, they, they better not record it. They better not record it for that, because <laughs> we're going to do that. Um, I think it was kind of interesting with the Nizzy as well because, I mean, like there are like, it, it sounds like a strange thing to say, but I never really considered it. But they are one of the only bands of that sort of like kind of glam rock, classic rock sort of era where like the front the front man's black. Yeah. And you and then and also Irish. Yeah. So like they also had to come over to the UK to do to do that album, and then they've got like a lot of hurdles before they get to that point. Absolutely. And it's like. And also, he's you know he's a songwriter and he's a bass player, which I think is kind of crazy. Like, I mean, well, I mean, doesn't Steve Harris write a lot of the Maiden stuff too? Yeah, you know I've heard I mean? that. Yeah, I heard that's why it's like often like kind but, of trip, like trip yeah, up. you know, I, yeah, I know. There's like a few bass players that do a lot of the the songwriting um, in some of those kind of bands. But yeah, 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 he was he was very special in like the whole band just just ripped. The songs are cool. Yeah, it's that albums. I mean, like uh, I was talking to somebody else about it a while back actually. Um, and whether because a lot of people say that it's like overdubbed, you know, like to sort of make it sound better. Um, yeah, but why not? I if, mean, it, if it's done, like I don't think anybody gives a shit at this if, point. Do if, if every band that did a live record just cut it out semi raw as as it was, they'd yeah. all sound like shit. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants their fucking like missed vocal notes or yeah. like you know those moments where you like just briefly forget the chord sequence. Yeah, or like the slow. Yeah. <laughs> It's not gonna happen, is it? <laughs> you know? So I assume Dancing in the Moonlight would be the one song? Yeah, I'd say that song. Yeah. It's just so much, it's got a little sax solo in it too. It's just so much like soul and rock and roll and like 
it's, it's just a great tune. So did you actually listen to that? Uh, with, like, was that a big album for you before Red City? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Red, I think Red City is like, you can tell it's got a lot of those sort of influences. Yeah, Garrett, Garrett is a very special guitar player. Garrett mm. is incredibly talented um, at playing the, the guitar and his yeah, solos right. and the way he riffs and Rolls through is very heavily influenced by like Thin Lizzy and and that kind of genre of rock and roll. I think um, it's the same. It's, as it's same. cool because it's fun. It's not like it's not like the straightforward kind of tough rock and roll. It's yeah. got some like sexy, smooth sass. flow to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it's it, it's cool. It's it's really cool to meet a band with a guy like Garrett who can play guitar and do solos yeah. like that. You know, he's uh, he's got like his stage presence is incredible. Yeah. Like, that's what. Uh, basically, when we've been watching these the past few nights, like I said to a bunch of people, I was just like, "Their fucking stage presence is amazing." Because I mean, in reality, you don't, you're not jumping about the stage, but right. you like it's very much yours. Yeah. You're like, which is really impressive. Like, I think. Yeah, he's born to do it. Stoked, stoked to be here and be a part of it. You know. Yeah. So. We'll move on. Yeah, Thin Lizzy, uh, Live and Neighbors. Yeah, sweet. So, what, uh, what's next? Um, let's see, we've got a little pop punk, we've got an actual, like, you know, Spanish island vibe flow with the Buena Vista Social Club Thin Lizzy. Um, what is next? I'm trying to think, three, four, okay, yeah, we'll do a little Charles Bradley, you know, cool. um, I'm a huge fan, and this is one of those where I thought about the kind of, you know, I love Sam Cooke, Benny King. Mm -hmm. um, I love Leon Bridges, who's like a current artist. Yeah, you're talking about Kind of keeping this, this flow, flow alive. Um, but Charles Bradley's record, Changes, um, is incredible. And I think that kind of balances out that, that flow of, like I could listen to Charles Bradley and kind of like draw and paint or like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I'm a terrible drawer, by the way. Like I can't, really? I can't illustrate for shit. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas gets a huge kick out of like whenever I come up with like merch ideas for T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what if we did this? And I'll draw it, and I turn around and show it to him, <laughs> and he like half spits out his beer and like starts laughing. Like one day you should totally just do that version <laughs> as your T-shirt. It'd probably do really fucking well. They're fucking awful, man. I can't draw for shit. Um, but yeah, Charles Bradley changes. The dude is just so full of soul and so full of life and love. And he is pretty like rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to see him in San Diego, and I think he was in his 70s when he passed away. He just passed from a heart attack a couple years ago, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, but I watched him perform, and it was just so mesmerizing. So like, yeah. wow, holy shit. Sometimes there's nights on these tours where I'm just like, I'm gonna die. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like gassed out. I'll tunnel out on stage and try to just keep my legs strong beneath me, kind of thing. And it's like this guy's in his late sixties, seventies, just fucking nuts. rocking <laughs> out and owning it, and just like um, they're not doing short fucking sets either. No, 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 no. Like, you say that about you guys, but I mean, like I do a half an hour set, and sometimes I get like fucking, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of singing, but I mean, I'm not doing the set you're doing, and yeah. so yeah, then to be seventy and then doing like. An hour and a half, or whatever, whatever he was doing, is fucking really impressive. Yeah, like, it's not just that's like it takes some doing. Yeah, he Charles about his rock and roll, um, and that record changes is just really cool and special. My girlfriend and I spin it quite often. Um, yeah, at our at our home, and you know sometimes I'll play it in the morning, sometimes I'll play it in the evening. 
So is it, is it like a mixture of covers and original stuff? Yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome. And the actual the 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 copier pressing I have is a double LP. Yeah. Um, and so one is the full LP, and the second one is full instrumental. Yeah, I listened yeah. to that on Spotify. Yeah, it so the fuck out of me the first time. Yeah, um, and it's really cool, and I like it because it kind of renders down like a little like thought provoking, yeah. um, and it's it's just it's just such a, a warm, loving like vibe and flow. You're like, yeah, this this will be my fix. But Leon Bridges are great too. Sam Cooke and Benny King. Yeah, with those guys, like I could listen to any of that soul and stuff like uh, throughout, but with the changes record I like listen from front front to finish with Sam yeah. King it's like I like you, the four the or five song. hits yeah. yeah exactly Benny King Stand By Me is like one of the greatest songs ever written um, and then Leon Bridges is, is just phenomenal if you ever get to see him if he comes to UK yeah I'll look him out if he comes to Leeds Manchester London you gotta go see him the dude is is incredibly talented so um, if, yeah. you, if you're gonna pick a song oh man I, again that's a tough one I don't know that I could pick a song off yeah, that. Yeah, I don't feel like I have to. So if you were, if you were, if you're re- gonna reverting back to like my literal translation of like what records I would pick if I was on a desert island, it's more for like the mood and the yeah, emotion. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like I would put that on and feed that vibe. Yeah, okay. you know. So, and then for the last record, uh, for my pure punk rock. So here's the thing with punk rock is like, you mm-hmm. know, obviously we're in a punk band, um, and I love punk rock and it shaped me this was a really hard choice to make and i kind of felt like i just like picked a few and threw a dart at a board right. yeah and i mean it's always going to be a bit like that um but the buzzcocks the record the way uh and i know it's like an older record it came out in like 2000 like that's what blew my mind when you said yeah that, no like, i know I... so here's my thing with that is like i was kind of late to the table on the buzzcocks train um and the record the way came out i think it was like 2000 13, 2014, around then. Um, and it kind of feels like like a little Bad Religion fix. Yes. Yeah. It feels a little Ramones fix. Um, and it's just a fun record. When I listen to it, sometimes you hear records and you're just like, for the first time, and I try and be honest and give it a full listen through, but sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm over that song. Yeah. Next yeah, song, mind, yeah. hopefully this one. Like, And the thing with music for me is... When you hear something new for the first time, as a musician, but also as a fan and listener, I think our natural instinct of curiosity is like, oh, I'm digging this, I'm digging this, I'm digging this. But you're kind of like naturally curious, like, what's going to come next? Yeah, yeah. And if the song delivers satisfaction for what you're like semi or heightened to what's going to come mm-hmm. next, you're like, yes, yes, yes. And it builds and it feeds and you love it. And this was a record that, like, I listened to the first time, and, like, it never once, like, made me feel like, oh, I'm over this song. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I love it. I love it. And the opening track, Straight I was like, the, the opening track, I was like, oh, this is this is Bad Religion to a T. I love that about it, you know? And so, yeah, again, back to the literal translation of, like, how do I choose between all these bands? Okay, this record kind of encompasses, like the super punky vibe of the Ramones yeah. but also the kind of rock punk vibe of Bad Religion the cadence of delivery and the Buzzcocks are just a great band yeah it's really interesting actually I listen to it and you wouldn't what was it like 30 years or something yeah, yeah like, no you exactly. wouldn't have thought it was like 30 years after like their debut or whatever how, how much time like you know they're, they're old by this point and yeah you know, still got the energy like, yeah and the thing with that record is that was like 4 or 5 years ago for me and that was the second introductory album 
um, that I heard of theirs, and then I started dipping back into their back catalog. And I was like, oh, this band is really fucking yeah. cool. How did like the, they never come across my like my path either through like digging through records or through like you know Spotify, Pandora, whatever? Yeah. But it's just a band that I just never like saw, heard of. They're pretty, but, very British though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. And then I actually got to see them live for the first time at Punk Rock Bowling a few years ago. Cool. And so it was like. Perfect. This is great. They played the hits, the songs I wanted to hear. Um, yeah. So cool. Buzzcocks away. That's a cool record. Yeah. And uh, for any Buzzcocks fans listening, I get that like they're like, ah man, I'll, they might not like that record. Because I understand that like you know fans. It's not, it's not necessarily. It's, it's not about them. It's like the one that got you into it. And sometimes yeah, exactly. that's the one that means the most to you. Like there's yeah, so, exactly. so many bands like that. Exactly. Like, um, so yeah, those are my five records. I think that'd be really fucking cool. That would kind of satisfy all my ups and downs yeah. and moods and flow for living on a you know deserted island. Um, and then I would say, and this is just such an obvious answer, like for my luxury item, it would be a guitar, right? Yeah, I, I think, think that's good. Good, good Yeah, be busy. But I think specifically, it would be a nylon string guitar. Being literal again, the nylon strings would last a hell of a lot longer. <laughs> That's actually very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. No steel that could rot, rust, um, and then I would. You never need a guitar pick to play them. I yeah, mean, yeah. you don't need a guitar pick to play steel strings, but like a nylon string guitar. Would be my luxury item for sure. Yeah, I mean that's as as a good. I never even considered the fact that the strings would definitely rot away. Yeah. Yeah, with right? nylon would take ages to do that. Um, and then your book. Are you going for your book? Okay, so the thing with books is I like to read books. I'm not like a book reader right, yeah, per yeah. se. Like I couldn't talk authors with you yeah. or go on and on. But I do love a good book. Um, and there are times in my life where I wish I read more books. And it's like, yeah, I should. But then I read books. But my attention span like just veers off so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if I'm in the van, Dallas reads books. Like he reads like three to five books a tour. That's like, impressive. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and, and there's times I'm like, hey, let me read that book or read that book. And then, like, we'll be in the van, like, reading a book, and there'll be a conversation going on in the van. Yeah, it's hard. And then, yeah. like, before you know it, I've turned like eight pages and I'm on a whole other chapter. I don't even know what I read, right? Um, and so, for books, for me, you have to be very specific and very, like, targeted to, like, what I'm into. Yeah. Um, but last time I'll say this the literal translation of me being on a desert island, I would have. That yellow book yeah, that's yeah, yeah. stranded on a desert island for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or no, 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 how to survive on a deserted island for dummies. Okay, cool. That would be my book um, because I don't know how to survive on an island. Yeah, fair dudes. I mean, you've got plenty of time to learn. <laughs> yeah, you and you have your like primal instincts, but like I would literally have that book to like know how to like build a shelter. You know, how to fashion down like some spears for self-defense against yeah, yeah. like wild boars or you know, you, Somalian you know? pirates that might dawn upon <laughs> the shores and try and take my massive castle I built out of bam- <laughs> out of bamboo and trees. The um, do you um, do you think you'd be good? Do you think do you think you would like do you think you'd do well? Yeah, I think I think I would do great on an island. Like great, I mean like Like are you good with your own company sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm good with my own company, but also just like in life in general, like I've gone through airports, train stations, normal shit in civilized life with people who have like had their heads spin off their shoulders. I'm like, yeah. why is this so stressful for you? 
this is not a hard task. Yeah. <laughs> this this is not a thing like in the scheme of things, this is pretty chill. And I literally, yeah. I literally think to myself, man, if you were stranded on a deserved island, you would fucking die. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, know yeah. what to do for yourself. <laughs> but I feel like I do have a lot of natural primal instincts for survival, so I think I'd be good. But that book for dummies would definitely help me. Yeah, help you along the way. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and I think. I, I think it's fair to say I probably had a few like daydream thoughts of like you know what would you do if you're in that scenario yeah. Yeah. like what kind of living shelter would you build how would you fashion it would yeah. it be in the trees would it be like you no know, I'm like it'd be kind of fun I think would you try and escape I mean the only way you could escape is to go out in the ocean right yeah so, you t- yeah. so at that point you were literally like well I'm either going to die on this island or I'm going to die in the ocean if it doesn't work out. So my thought would be like, well, I could live on this island a lot fucking longer. <laughs> Too bad. That's a very good point. Then <laughs> then if I if I chose to go in the ocean, I could just die and it could be over. And that could also be a nice reprieve from the actual reality of like yeah, being yeah. stranded on a deserted island. But I think I would just well, I'm just gonna die on this island. You know? I'm also terrified of sharks. Like like I mean I didn't think many people like, oh, no, there's supposed to be some people. Yeah, that like it's shock. it is a paralyzing fear of mine. Um, and I and again, I grew up in San Diego, where like we're at the beach, and I remember being a kid, and I used to have the purest innocence, just going out in the ocean, swimming to the waves with my friends, and like hanging out. And once I became an adult, and I realized like the pure carnage, yeah. and the like the. It, like I mean, the shark. ocean is, is like, it sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, how there's, sure. like, like how it's just... Fucking dinosaurs? Much, yeah, yeah, there's dinosaurs in the ocean. That much unknown. Yeah. It's underneath you when you're swimming. Like, whales, dinosaurs. Sharks, dinosaurs. <laughs> turtles, dinosaurs. Like, how do you... You know what I mean? I'm not trying to swim out there with these fucking creatures that can just devour me in a heartbeat. I'd rather be stuck in a safari, like range of space where like if a lion saw me it's like cool I see you you see me I'm gonna take off running yeah I got a shot to get to a tree to get somewhere the fuck away from you if I'm in the ocean like just bobbing around like completely useless and a shark or a whale comes up to me the fuck are you gonna do (laughs) you're dead it's a good point you know yeah cool like that there's no option so I would stay on the island I would just make my life there at some point, if I reached like an older age of sixty or seventy, I'd probably just like maybe dig a hole at some point. Like, what, this is it for fun or just for that's where you're gonna be? This is where I'll go to sleep forever. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 deserted me on this island? I mean, that is up for debate. You know. So you're you're on a fucking like you're on a plane, something happens, you happen to have your five favorite albums or your five albums you want, and uh, you know you're. And it goes down, and you're washed up. That's what happens. So I don't know what's happening. Yeah. What do you okay. think? What do you think happened? I mean, maybe I was on like a cruise ship, you know, as like uh, a bunch of old people. I mean, old people or young people, just a mix of people. I don't know. Maybe like a pirate ship with Somalian pirates, like trying to like capture the boat, and I was like, I'm not going down like this. And I jump off, <laughs> and then here I am with sharks and whales, right? <laughs> yeah, like, we're like, oh, I gotta swim to shore. <laughs> um, no, but I think that I think that would get me through those records, the book Survival for Dummies and Nylon Guitar Strings. I'm I'm good to go. Cool man. I'm ready to rock and roll um, for like the rest of my life. Before we say goodbye, is there anything you wanna you wanna push? Is there anything you wanna push? A little shameless promotions. Oh yeah, yeah, shame-free promotions. Uh, well, Red City Radio, 
Hot Water Music, Austin, Texas. I think a lot of your listeners are going to be like UK based, but who knows? Uh, we'll see. Okay, check us out. Well, Red Sea Radio, Hot Water Music, Austin, Texas, Barracuda, July 23rd and 24th. 24th and 25th, sorry. And then Denver, Colorado, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Hot Water Music, Red Sea Radio. 26th, 27th. But then, announcing next week, Hot Water Music, Red City Radio, Spanish Love Songs, Manchester, London. We're going to be in that Manchester show. I think it's like November, like, yeah, like, like 16th, yeah, 17th, 18th. Yeah. It's somewhere around there. Um, check the internet. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. That'll, that's, 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 that's our return to the UK for 2019. And then we'll be back next year, hopefully sometime. Oh, yeah. Ryan Donovan, thank you very much for joining us. Jake, love you, buddy. Cheers, man. Cheers.